Argasto looks impressed at this, and he says, "Ah, of course, a, a pantser. Welcome. You are very welcome to my to my cadre. Now, now, please gather your belongings and be ready to leave before dawn." I'll give him like a sharp nod and do the thing where I clank my heels together before I turn and stride out of the tent. At the sound of the clank, the the frost-bitten, no-eyed, bloody-faced man shies away from you. Before I turn to leave, I say, You have made a wise decision tonight, sir. May the blessings of Prios be upon you. We shall be ready to travel when you give the signal. As you turn around to leave, you, you see that you've been overheard by the black cloak who originally saw you, and her her glare could melt steel. All right. Well, that that uh, wraps up the scene. Is there anything you guys would like to do over the evening here in camp? Uh, pack up our shit and don't get the sunstone stolen. All right. I say we we stay together as we move and get, gather our things. As you guys uh, leave and bid farewell to this camp for the last time, or hopefully the last time, the uh, journey north has begun. The landscape is still forested, often so densely that you cannot see more than the trees and the wobbling wagons on the road ahead. The journey goes slowly upward, winding between wooden hills and shallow canyons. At times the wagons reach a quest from where towering mountains can be seen further north. The sun shines from a clear blue sky, as if Prios has heard the travelers' prayers for good weather conditions. Argasto seems at ease. The lawgiver's face smiles warmly over the pass. That bodes well. He turns to Ansel. Clearly, you have blessed this journey. I'll place a hand on Ansel's shoulder and squeeze it. Brotherly. All right. Michael, on, on about the... No, I'm sorry. Matthew, yeah. Bartolm. Yes. On about the third day, you're feeling uh, rather disgusting. And uh, most of the uh, wagon patrons are, are uh, sneaking off in groups to bathe in a nearby crystal clear uh, pond. Do you also go to bathe? Oh, um, any of my close compatriots also thinking they need to bathe? Probably everybody is. It's been a few days on okay. the road. It, you know, it's Excellent. cold outside, so you've overbundled. Now everyone's covered with that sort of keeping warm grime. Uh huh. I've been there. Yes. Then I would. I would. I would go to bathe. So long as uh, I had a friend by me who could, uh, we could take turns keeping my charge in check. I will stand watch while uh, either both of them or both of them bathe, and then if they will do the same for me. In the non-creepiest way possible. All right. We're getting to be really good friends here is what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Delightful bathing together with the uh, your, your little heating pad there. Yep. Can, can you get my back? How about my front? <laughs> lower. Lower. Don't look. Lower. Don't, much lower. Don't look. Don't look. <laughs> Whoa, too low, too low. Pull up. <laughs> now down, now back down, back up, back down, down, left, left up, left down, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. <laughs> a, B, A, B, A, B, start. Contra! So there is basically no way with your guys' vigorous, hands-on bathing style that any pickpocket could possibly squeeze a digit between you and pull out your enormous girthy rock. <laughs> so, we're going to go ahead and move right on to the evening. What is your guard style for sleeping? <laughs> Are you guys bundling up around the hard rock for warmth? I'm thinking it's more of like a jetpack situation. Uh, apparently, it's sending Matthew into giggle fits. That's how he, he guards. 
<laughs> I didn't know the Contra code was the secret to getting Matthew to break. Yeah, apparently. Jesus Christ. I don't know why that works so well. That's 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 okay. why I always scream it when I hit the top of the mountain. <laughs> God, Bam. Uh, okay. Uh I think <laughs> All right, look away. Look back. Okay. So we know at the beginning that the 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 drover and Kellen or whatever his name were were sort of interested in the stone. Have have they continued to show interest? Has anyone else sort of piqued our interest as maybe something to be worried about? Like would we be on guard for this? Or is this something like we might have sort of chilled out over the three days and not be so worried about it? Are they even with us in the wagon train? Mm. Yes. Apparently they were able to convince their way on. Your your friend the the drover seems to be driving a caravan who'd have thought and uh his friend keller seems to be slinking around doing something or other forming some sort of service i assume you guys haven't tried to be buddy buddy with him and ask him what no so i mean if they're still around i definitely would would be cautious i don't know that means one of us would stay up the entire night but we probably would just arrange ourselves so yeah. that we're close to each other that, mm-hmm. that you know that's inside a pocket on clothing we're wearing something mm-hmm. like that yeah i was gonna say i'm gonna sleep on my stomach with the stone under me and i would also have the my dagger also close by probably laying under me as well just in case it does get dicey i can so how how big is that stone uh like about a brick or so Oh, is it? Right. Okay. It's so, not going to be comfortable, but... So so basically you're presenting. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm face down, ass up. Yep. Delightful. All right. I was trying to get away from that. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Michael drove it right back. Y'all want to come over here? If anyone ever asks how the great transatlantic war started, it was right here. We have insulted Scandinavian countries of all types, possibly Sweden as well, because I forget where this comes from. Sweden! (laughs) Alright, so uh, once again, no rolls will be necessary due to the very physical nature of your protecting of the stone. Um, The night passes without incident. However, you are awoken before dawn from the the calls of uh, Argos, the, the wagon leader he says my god a theft a theft put your stuff on let's get out there two arms a theft his his uh, second chin is is wiggling and spraying small bits of food everywhere as he squelches he says my daughter my dear fair daughter she must have been stolen in the night i can't imagine any other reason she would leave and her jewels some Cad has taken my daughter and her fair innocence and her jewels. Now, knowing what you know about uh, his daughter so far during this trip, no one has stolen her innocence. But they may well have stolen her jewels. (laughs) Is there anyone who seems to be taking charge of this investigation, like a guardsman, guardmaster type thing? Or is it just sort of like a free-for-all to the crowd? Is there a doctor in the house situation? Argasto does seem to know that he can rely on the most capable fighter in his group who's proved that unbearably. He says, Orlan, please! As, as a former pantser, you must ha- be a man of honor. Surely you could, could save my dear chaste daughter. 
bring her and her honor back to the wagon train. Yeah, and I will when be says indebted chased, to you. I start I start laughing into my into my robes. <laughs> I will take like a just a, a, a sort of an extended step forward, presenting myself uh, before him, and I will give him a bow and say, "Of course, it would be." Uh, my honor to rescue your daughter from whatever, whatever foul situations she is in. Uh, who was the last to see her? Are there any uh, indications of which way she went or who, or anyone missing from the caravan that might know or that might indicate who took her? Oh, she, she, she was in, in her, her, her room last night in, in the caravan. I'm sure she would never leave. She, she doesn't go out at night. And uh, those of you who've been in the caravan for more than about 30 hours know that that's complete shit. And uh, he he says, as for anyone missing, I I, I don't know. As as he looks around, you all notice that that almost everyone has been rousted out of bed early at this moment. A couple of one woman is missing. She generally tends to the animals, and another face which you all automatically look for, uh, Keller, is also missing. Okay. Um, I will look to my friends. Do you think there's any reason to inspect her room? If the woman who watches the animals is missing, very likely they have taken animals probably on horseback, and we might be able to, to strike the trail there. We, we would be wasting time, but do you think we should take a look at the room first? I did not see anything remiss last time I was in her room, so I say we just up, uh, off with the horses. It would probably be best to take advantage of the daylight as it is about to crest upon us, so... Let us search the grounds, talk to people who may have information, and move on from there. All right, so we know that Keller's missing, right? Yes. Keller, a uh, a female husbandry expert named Lida, and the daughter, who is uh, Argosto Jr. One of us should uh, look or go speak to the drover. Like, Kellen and the drover were fast friends let's go talk to the drover uh one of us should go to where the animals were being kept and look for signs of uh dead leaders or tracks and since there's three of us how about one of us just go has goes ahead and checks her room and then we will meet back up in a sh- an hour with our findings i have the ability to talk to animals so i'll go to i'll go to the animals okay i will go shake down the drover so i'll go to the room all right, who wants to go first? I will. Argosto watches you closely as you, you enter the delicate, frilly core of his wagon, the most protected part where he encases his lovely daughter, Argosto Jr., Argostet, in, in uh, silks, the finest, the third finest, the, about the fifth finest that, that a man of his stature could reasonably buy. <laughs> uh, he, he tells her they're very fine. It's really more cotton, but but he's punched holes in them with like a hole punch, so it looks like lace. Anyway, it's cheap. It's it's a very cheap room, but <laughs> but uh, it's warm, and this is where he keeps his daughter. Okay, so I will enter the room with a little bit of understanding of the context uh, of Argosto's eyes upon me. I won't just storm in and start dumping baskets and trunks over and open. Uh, but I will try, uh, try to make an inspection of any footprints on the ground. Uh, I'll, I'll look maybe under any rugs or blankets on the floor. 
All right, give me a vigilant check. Vigilant. Ooh, that's a six under ten. Uh, yes, you you uh, rummage around and you find you find two things of note with a six out of ten. The first thing you find is a small glass bauble, which seems uh, somehow misplaced because you you know for a fact that these are sold by uh, trinket vendors. Of course, with any mass exodus of a suffering people um, struggling for a better life, there will be uh, unscrupulous vendors who will try to hawk cheap crap to take advantage of them. And uh, one unscrupulous vendor you've seen repeated many times with different faces, but the same wares uh, is a uh, bobble dealer. And this uh, particular bobble is like a like a, a glass bead. It's promised to keep people uh, warm and safe, and uh, obviously it does not work. But um, And you have the distinct impression that Argasta would not believe in this sort of thing or buy this sort of thing, but she seems to have uh, tucked one very carefully away in her room and underneath it you find a note and that note seems to almost be a like a sad sort of sappy love letter written in a very crude hand that um it's somewhere between the complete lack of grammatical correctness and the obviously over the top uh lustful feelings you manage to choke back your your breakfast or your dinner really from the last night and not spoil the the ever so delightful doilies in the room as you read this, but uh, you do notice that it's signed Keller. Is this vendor of the baubles on the journey with us? Uh, no, no. The, the, the baubles have been sold uh, along the way. Um, it does not look like the sort of thing that Argasto would have purchased, but uh, you know, the, a shadier type of person may have purchased this and uh, thought it would make a wonderful gift for a darling, naive little girl. Gotcha. Uh, I will, I will show Argasto the bauble and the note, and I will say, Argasto, it would appear that one of the men allowed to come on this trip has made a very poor choice. Are you familiar with the man known as Keller? Argasto. As he holds the letter upside down, you get the vague impression that he's not an excellent reader. <laughs> but at the name, at the mention of the name Keller, his uh, jowls pinken with rage and vibrate noticeably. And he says, oh, that cat, that fiend. I found him prying around our caravan several times. I've had to remove him. I, I don't know what possessed me to bring such a fool on this journey. I thought he'd be expendable. Terrible. We have had encounters with him as well, and I most certainly share your perception of him. I have not much evidence, but I strongly believe that he is to blame for absconding with your precious daughter. I shall join my friends and chase pursuit of Keller if necessary. With all haste, my friend, and may you go in the light of the one. And may the light of the one return upon you as well, and light the way for your daughter's safe return. Oh, may that be so. And as I go to leave, I, I just turn back and mention, and if the light of the one happens to shine upon a small reward for the return of such a loved one, I am sure that it would be tithed and dedicated towards movement and advancement of the true message. 
and I'll, I'll leave immediately after. Subtle. I like it. All right, who's next? Okay, so I go over to uh, the, I'm going to say animal pen, maybe. Uh, yes. It's not a stable. Yeah, no, they, they use um, sort of a, a woolly sort of ox to move uh, these particular <clears throat> carts. Rather hardy for the, the northern climbs, and they tend to, they're, they're, they're penned within the, the circle of the wagons, and they tend to really bunch up and sleep in a massive pile in the night, such gotcha. that... Uh, the outside ones are usually covered in frost, but the inside ones are probably 400 degrees by the time they come out. Really, uh, really, uh, I don't want to say well done, but like medium, medium rare. Ooh, yeah. excellent, excellent. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna head there, and I have beast lore, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna use that to commune with the animals. All right. Is I like the way I'm just bullshitting my way. Like, oh, beast lore, that's uh, that's magic that lets you talk to animals, right? Probably. I don't know. I mean, I hope so, but if it's not, I'm... Let, let's just start making house rules for this game that we don't know anything about. That's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, when 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 we pull them on for the interview and we uh, we get through that, we'll, uh, we'll have a great time. Uh, the character is schooled in the lore of beasts and knows the secrets of most monsters. Many monsters possess special abilities, unique attacks, as well as weaknesses, which are good to know about when trying to bring them down. At higher levels, the character must pick specialization, which is not true of low levels. I assume you have a novice level? Yes. You've studied monsters, and you can make a cunning test to recognize or recollect a monster's strengths and weaknesses. Okay, so these are oxen. Okay. So they're not monsters. I'll go ahead and roll cunning for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know that they are hairy cows. Excellent. There it is. What's the minus? I'm sorry. Uh, it's uh, plus zero. Minus zero. Just plus. roll under your attribute. Oh, excellent. I matched it at a 13. Lucky duck. Well, uh, you know mm. that they are uh, vulnerable. They're, they're, they have no weakness against cold or heat. They're vulnerable to pointed implements and uh, generally um, whips. That The whips are very motivating for them as a group. Mm-hmm. And they taste great with sauce? Uh, yeah, you think a, a chutney would go really, really well? You also okay. know one other thing, which is that uh, you, you, you sense through your, your steeped knowledge in beast lore, both practical, applied, hands-on, knuckle-deep in, you know, some sort of duck placenta, if that's even a thing. You make a lot of omelets, really, is what I'm getting at. But as a <laughs> chef, you know a great deal about beast lore, too, and you notice that, that there seems to be um, some sort of incongruity in the middle of these uh, animals as they hustle together for the warmth. There's sort of a, a blobbish in the middle that does not look the same brown, sandy tan as the rest of their fur. I would like to investigate that further. All right. You you force your way to the middle of the pack. They, they make a sort of bleat. Uh, cock noises. They they have a wow. exactly. They they have a mouth on the bottom and like a beak on the top. It's it's, it's complicated food stuff that they're used to eating. Uh, they can eat gigantic nuts that take a beak to crack, and they can also chew on uh, you know the seeds that spill out with their large gums. So they make a bunch of complicated bleats, but they get a little bit out of your way, and they form a gap enough that you see uh, Lita. She has been sleeping, mashed into them all for warmth, and she did not hear any of the kerfuffle from the morning. She seems a little irate at having been woken up, and uh, stares at you, and she says, What's going on? I say to her, uh, Sweet Lita, we thought you absconded in the night with uh, with that rapscallion Keller, and uh, I'm so happy to see you, and my, isn't your skin warm? 
Uh, it is warm. It's it's extremely pink. Uh, however, her her look cools right off when you mention Keller, and she says, "Oh, that man's been nothing but trouble. He's up every night, and he keeps me up with his. He thinks he's so sneaky, sneaking around the the camp. I have these really good ears, you understand. She um has just staggeringly large ears for a normal human being. It it causes you to catch once or twice. And um, well, go ahead and make a vigilant check. Minus four. Wow, okay, this has got to be a good roll. Damn. Yeah, okay, no, that's a fail. Okay, she has rather big ears. I'm into it. And definitely is otherwise completely human. Not a changeling elf who's been disguising herself as human to be moved across the the, uh, mountains, despite the fact that that her species is hated. Mm -hmm. So, um... I I picked up on something like that. Uh, Could I, um... Since she just does have big ears and good hearing, and that's all I know, could I and she's a she's a barbarian, right? Is that what she uh a quote barbarian? Uh no, she's an Ambrian. Oh she oh she's an Ambrian? Oh, okay. Eh, well she's still uh, a girl, and that seems to be one of my fortes. So um uh would you care to help us seek Keller? He's uh he's taken off with Argosto's daughter. Oh yes, I, I heard the two of them. As quiet as he thinks he is, she's as loud as a wreck. I uh I heard them going up north toward um, toward the hills last night, and they were making such a nuisance I had to bury myself here in the animals and sleep late. Come, come with us. We we could use your help. Uh, go ahead and roll persuade. Oh, okay. There's a lot of winking and like... Oh, a nine out of a ten. Oh. She says, all right, just let me grab some things. She takes a long time grabbing two things, and uh, we'll skip off to Michael. Orlan. I am searching through the crowd looking for Keller's friend, the drover. Yes, uh, you see Keller's friend, the drover, who looks uh, very timid and uh, sort of uh, trying to make himself look small in the corner of the crowd. I'm going to stride purposefully toward him, drawing my sword as I do so. <laughs> I, ex- I expect the crowd will back off and allow me free access directly to him. Yes, they sure will. All right, I'm going to reach out and grab him by the scruff of the collar, holding my longsword way back in a very impractical sort of way, but this is all just for show, and I'm just going to start sort of threatening him, tell me where he is and what he has done with the fair lady. Uh, All right, go ahead and make a, a strength check modified by minus two. Strong check. Um, that's my best stat, so I will fail this. I rolled a natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> Called it! You critted! Oh, wait. Yeah, oh. somehow the drover manages to uh, jump from your grasp, and he starts to bolt. All right, I want to uh, take a dagger, and I'm going to do the thing like in um, Crocodile Dundee, where I flip it and grab it by the handle so that when I throw it, it will hit him in the back of the head with the handle and not the blade. All right, since uh, that's a ranged check, uh, I, I assume that you have uh, Iron Fist as a as a skill? I do not see that. Well, then that uh, probably means you're rolling on Accurate to hit. Give me a check on Accurate, plus zero. Do we have any resources that allow us to modify dice, re-roll anything, like if we really want to make something succeed, or is it just... You, you, you can get advantage. Now, I know what you're thinking being from D&D, you know what advantage <laughs> means, but no. There's a separate mechanic that allows you a re-roll of a d20, and it's not called advantage. 
Here, advantage gives you a plus two to hit and a plus one d4 in damage, and it's gained if your opponent is prone, or if you're at a height advantage, or if you can otherwise convince the DM that you're in a particularly sexy spot at the time and you're really going to wail on somebody. Gotcha. All right, well, I don't have any of that, so I'm just going to try to roll. Crock die. It would have succeeded. You also get advantage from flanking. I passed barely by one. Perfect. The back of the dagger. Well, uh, go ahead and roll me some damage. 1d4. Okie dokie. Is, uh, Two. Yep, that's enough. That that uh, clonks to the back of the head slows him down enough that uh, you you catch up and grab a hand around him. All right, so I'll I'll rush up and basically I'll I'll uh, straddle he says, don't him. Hit me, don't hit me! Don't hit me! What I Pete told me about what you did to him. Please don't hit me. Just tell me what you know. Save this girl's life. I'll tell you anything. I'll tell you anything. My mom's name was Betty. My father's name was was I Milk. Slap him. Ah, ah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll tell you nothing. I don't know nothing. What am I supposed to tell do? me where he? Tell me where Keller has taken the fair lady. It says, "Oh, oh, uh, I don't know. Keller, Keller's a thief and a liar. He's 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 a cheat. But he he was my only friend. Please, please don't hurt me." Well, where did your only friend take the young lady? Uh, he Keller mentioned some kind of hideout here about. I can point you in the right direction, and his uh, hand. How, how would he know about a hideout this far into the past? He, he, uh, that, that, that Keller, he used to run with a real tough crowd, a real tough crowd. And I said his days of that were done. We were going to drove together. We were going to cross these mountains. We were going to be the best of friends. But, but he done run off with that girl. He, uh, he done took her up into the wilderness where, where that, that band of no-good nicks and ne'er-do-wells he done used to hang out with live. Well, today is your lucky day, sir. I'm about to give you a chance to be a big damn hero. You are going to lead us to this hideout. He says, I, I, I ain't never been there. Honest, I Slap swear. Him. Ah, ah, I'm <laughs> telling the truth, mister. Mister Honest. You will, you will get us as close as you can. Now go. <laughs> and I, and I will pick him up and put him in front of me. All right. With with tears streaming down his cheeks, he starts to slowly shuffle uh, forward, and his shuffling is made quite slower with, because in the, the haste of his departure, somehow his very loose, uh, poorly manufactured belt has come undone, and his pants slide down to his ankles, and so he's shuffling sadly, crying to himself with, with his pants around his ankles, slowly up this canyon trail. This is so sad. I feel so bad are, for him. Are we the bad guys? I I really need to ask at this point. Are, are we the bad guys? In the words of a uh, uh, line from something Michael just said, let's be bad guys. Shiny, let's be bad guys. So I, 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 probably at about this time, uh, I, I will be walking back into the middle of camp, probably seeing the aftermath of this onslaught of this horrible hillbilly. And uh, I will walk over to Orlin and say, Orlin, uh, I, I think we have both been successful in our investigation. Yes, I have learned that Keller has probably spirited the young lady away to a hideout up in the mountains here. He, he's been through here before. Ah, that makes sense. Uh, in my inspection of her room, I saw a crudely, horribly crudely scrawled note from Keller, and I believe he has uh, swayed her and pulled her away. So if he had a 
a hideout or a, a place to go here that makes a lot of sense. If he has stolen that young woman's virtue, he will rue the day that he has wrought upon himself. No, that was me, bro. Uh, Ar- Argosto's not here. You don't You don't have to play along. We're, we're fine. At this point, Lita comes up. She grabbed two things. One was an extremely thick coat. Looks like it's made of the skin of one of these uh, large, slow-moving beasts that... Uh, you guys use to, to pull the wagons. It's it's fur drapes over her. It, it looks like one of those uh, Bushmen camouflage outfits that you know military snipers are seen using. It makes you look okay. like the bushes, but the it doesn't match suit. these bushes. It just looks super warm. Makes her look about twice as big as she is. And she's bundled up, and she's carrying also a uh, a very thin, uh, looks like a, a book of some sort. Uh, Orlin and Ansel, I invited Lita because uh, she has... Uh large ears and she's very uh she hears very well and she doesn't like Keller so she's going to help us it's going to be she's it's like, going to be pretty cool not so loud right right the more the merrier let's go so so your 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 merry band of subjugated impoverished serving people troops up this this uh sort of narrow path after a while the drover who no one has ever asked him his name he he ends up pulling up his pants with one hand while uh, using the other to to smear the tears and now dirt out of his eyes, and and continues to trope up the way. Um, do you guys want to do anything on the way, or you just keep heading? Uh, the path sort of goes up into these these uh, foothills that are by the 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 pass. You're really in the first pass of two with a little plateau in the middle. Now we, uh, I mean, should we look out for like? You know, traps, or is that a thing we can do to not just stumble into like a deadfall or something that would take like an ATAT? Uh, well, I, I believe I know at least one thing about your marching order, and that's that you guys have asked the drover to go in front. Yes. Uh, otherwise, how are the rest of you ordered? I would be behind Helm. Um, I think Lita would be behind the Panzer, and then I would be behind her, and then the cleric would take up the rear. It's a very gender equitable man train. That's nice. All right. Well, um, does somebody want to make a vigilant check for the drover? His vigilance not very good. It's an eight. And uh, oh, are you guys trying to sneak? I assume not. Yes. No. I don't sneak. That's right. That's yeah. right. None this of you is do. not. This is not a sneaky party. Right, I'll roll for the uh, for the drover. I got a nineteen. Ah, yeah, that's that's uh, not gonna do it. So um, as as he's so distracted uh, with tears in his eyes and holding up his pants, uh, you, you guys are coming over to the crest of a hill, and you hear a loud uh, crack of of a, almost a switch. Lita says, "Look out!" But it's not quite in time. Give me a quick check against him. His quick is plus two. It's made at a minus three, so you're looking at a nine or better. I rolled a three. Boom. All right. So, um, having been narrowly notified just in time, apparently, the drover ducks out of the way as a, uh, a foot switch, which uh, would have clasped around his ankle, narrowly misses him missing air, and catapults up into the air and... A number of uh, like clickety clackers, uh, bits of uh, metal and rocks, tink together that have been tied to it with stones, making a really loud noise. Uh, clearly, somebody uh, sees your approach. However, as you crest the hill, 
you guys see the the remains of what was once a, a hillside stoneside windmill resting in the breeze uh it's there there's a bit of a clearing in the woods and it's about 50 meters and then you get to this uh, sort of 30 meter high windmill with blades and the whole thing it's got sort of a wrecked wall on one side but is otherwise standing hmm everybody make me a vigilant check uh i succeed a three under ten i succeed at a six under seven i failed six under seven and a three out of ten the uh three out of ten will beat the the minus five that you're getting from excellent hiding so you're not all entirely surprised you you uh you do see caleb oh dear ansel a uh a lone dark figure at the top of the windmill uh taking cover and angling a crossbow you guys the party is no longer surprised but we are now into initiative order uh, so, point of order question, the spell that Ansel has, is this a ranged spell? Oh, no, no, I'm sorry, I take it back. I, I just read the thing, and only, uh, it's only on my melee weapon. Never mind. Okay. I do not ask that question. Easy. All right, so, uh, to resolve initiative, there's a, uh, let's see, nobody is surprised. We've checked as equivalent and discreet. Uh, your long weapons are not in range, so you guys don't get to take a free attack. Uh, the combatant with the highest quick starts the turn. Ten. Seven. Eleven. Uh, that's gonna be eleven. Excellent. Um, I have a spell. And my spell is Brimstone Cascade. Am I able to do that on the crossbow guy? Uh, let me look up what that does. It didn't see see a range, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, the range is much more abstracted in this system mechanically. Right. Um, so combat goes much like D&D you would expect. You have something that um, they call a combat action, which is definitely not to be confused with the standard action. They have a movement action. You can take any number of free actions on your turn, and you can also take a number of reactions on your turn if you're provided them. Okay. Um, with your move action, however, um, they... In the rule book, they regrettably give you a strict number of meters, but they otherwise say that it's generally enough to approach within melee range of an opponent who's close by, or move out of melee range of an opponent provoking a free attack. Not an attack of opportunity, a free attack. And uh, you can also use a movement action to move into flanking position with an enemy you're already next to. Or you can use it to draw a weapon. If you don't have quick draw, a full movement action is needed to draw a weapon. So... Uh, since range is sort of abstract, yes, yeah, that that can definitely be done. Go ahead and make a resolute modified by quick test for me. The quick is going to be yeah, uh, ten. So just make me a resolute check. So just under my resolute. Correct. Okay. Yep. The uh, Keller's quick is ten, so his his modified by doesn't help or hurt. Gotcha. You. Okay. All right. Uh, Fourteen under fifteen. Uh, yeah, you succeed. So uh, it takes effect. Go ahead and roll your damage. Brimstone Cascade! And something happens to him. Let's see. Please say that you cast your magic just by shouting the name of the spell. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, You don't know about Swedish magic? That's how it works. Oh, we're making a lot of cultural assumptions today. <laughs> we certainly are. Uh, eight. 
eight points of damage. His uh, leather armor absorbs a little bit of that, but he seems very badly burned. Yeah, the cascade deals damage. Uh... Ooh. Uh, you, you've also... Um, Everyone on their sheet will have uh, uh, one figure noted as your toughness, which is effectively your hit points, right. and, uh, and a second number known as your pain threshold. Right. If you deal damage or take damage above your pain threshold, then the player gets to decide one of two things that happen. Either the target, which may be you or maybe an opponent, is knocked down, or you get a free attack against them. Since you're not in range for a free, free attack, I would suggest knocking him prone. Oh, definitely. I'm hoping that knocking him prone actually knocks him out of the windmill. Uh, no, no, not as such. It, it knocks him down onto his uh, feet. He's uh, very badly scarred. You guys hear a cry of pain and agony as flames uh, burst up around his once black clothing seems singed and sootier in a very different sort of unpleasant sort of black. Um, also, your uh, shadow lengthens and darkens. You can feel yourself being touched by corruption. You take one point of corruption for having cast a spell. Temporary corruption. Oh, yes. That's the stuff. Uh, going down, uh, I believe we had one person who was at a quick of ten. Was it uh, Ansel? It was Panzer. 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 Orlan. I will kick down the door. And rush into the window. All right. I'll, I'll give you, since you guys are a, a spread a, a full field apart, I'll give you a full round moving up to the door. How's that? Okay. All right. So it's the scene from Money Python where it's, uh, oh shit, which, which character is that? Is that the Lancelot? Yes. I'm dun, running dun, at dun, the, dun, 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 did dun. I never get any closer? All right. Then our, our lovely friend the thief goes next. He uses his move action to peer back over the edge. He still seems to have some smoldering bits, and he's yelling, Curse you! Curse you all! Why couldn't you leave me to my happiness? And he will attack <laughs> the the one of the three of you who's who's done by far the most damage to him. So, uh, Matthew, Bartholm. You get a crossbow bolt headed straight at you. Roll defense. Defense. Here. Defense modified by uh, Keller's terrible accuracy of 10. So does that mean I have to roll a 1? No, it's it's uh, 10 so it doesn't go plus or minus anything. Oh, okay. So, so if you had 15, the very top of the chart, you'd take minus 5. I just have to roll under 11 then. Exactly. Gotcha. 10! Yes. Boom. All right. It's uh the 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 bolt strikes at your cloak where you were, but you narrowly dodge out of the way right. and expertly avoid his clumsy bolt. Woo! Uh, bottom of the round, Caleb Ansel. I will also charge towards the windmill, but I will also point out Keller to anyone with my leader ability identifying him as a target for anyone else who has ranged attacks. Okay. Is, is that a... I guess... Do we know if that was an action or a free ability? I I know we read it earlier, but I really don't remember. I'm sorry. Yes, novice level is passive. Wait, you have an adaptive level? That's an active thing. So that, that takes your combat action to engage the active ability. Oh, well, that's fine. Uh, okay. So I, I I would uh, I would view that as since I was the one to notice him, actually pointing him out 
for anyone else saying he's there on the edge of the windmill. Focus your attacks on him. Excellent. Sure. Why not? Most excellent. All right. Uh, so top of the round again. We continue to go in the exact same order. Well, I would have went last, but I was running toward the windmill. Uh, wait, I thought you went to... Uh... Oh, oh yes, we yes, you're again. absolutely right. Yes, you were at the bottom of the round. Wait, yes, yes. yes. Okay, so top of the round. Matthew, I believe? Yes. Quick of 11? Yes. I'm going to uh, look at him again, put my fingers up in the menacing position, and say, Brimstone Cascade! All right. Roll to do your magical goodness. I'm running for no reason. Are you, does though? He, does he get a bonus to this roll for my leadership shenanigans? I believe leadership is only hitting damage, not spells. I could oh. be very wrong, but that's what I'm going to guess. That's fine. Um, I missed 18 out of 12 or something. Resolu- yeah, I'm sorry, 18 out of 15. And I do get a miss action. Oh, yeah, you still do damage. 1d6, yeah, So I'm going to do 1d6 damage. Because screw this guy. Oh, six! Sweet. Boom. Oh, wow. So that kind of puts him down. Even if he was kind of getting up, he's still like, ah! Yes, he's, he's once a more alight. He's uh, thoroughly caught fire. Uh, oh, it's his turn next. You see him vanish from the top of the tower. He seems to have retreated in some way. You can hear his cries for help as he's engulfed in mild flame. Well, I'm glad that my panzer friend is already at the tower, then. Up next is Orlon or Ansel? Ansel. Ansel. Go, Ansel. Well, no, I, I have a quick of seven. I'm last. Oh, Orlon. Quick of ten. Okay, that's why I was confusing. So, yeah, so if I'm there, I'm going to kick down the door to this windmill. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out therpgacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the DriveThruRPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG... Our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast 
at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. Right.